This broadcast is part of the IC Robots Radio Network. Visit icrobots.com for this and many other nerd slash nostalgia related podcasts. You won't be sorry for long. You better get his rookie card now, because after this year, the price ain't going down. He's your host, Icy Robots. Greetings, Earth people. I am Jupiter. It is me again, Icy Robots. I am not a hero, but I do sacrifice a bit of my week each and every week to make your week a bit less weak. And I think this week it's going to get a lot less weak. We're going to start off going to start off with um, a little combo I had with Iceberg over at the arcade. He wants to tell us uh, some of his favorite arcade games of all time, and then we're going to talk about a movie I saw with Johnny Knoxville, and then, then we're going to do a uh, do a bit of a summer movie preview. I'm a, I'm a summer movie junkie, heck, I'm, a, I'm an all-year movie junkie, but summer is when a lot of fun things come out, so let's, uh, I don't know, man, let's move into the show. Let me, let me find this bit from Iceberg. It's a blast from the past. All right, here we go. Hit it. <laughs> My whole life has just been a nightmare. It's a terrible experience. You know, most of my friends have died in space or gone insane from the unimaginable loneliness of being there. My, my wife and my kids, they died in space. It was an accident. My whole life has just been a, a nightmare. It's a terrible experience. Yeah, it's too late for me now. I'll, I'll probably die on my next mission anyways. Yeah, man, that is that is how it feels sometimes. The, the unimaginable loneliness of being up here. But I am sometimes starved for... Starved for human companionship. But I always... Always got my dude, Iceberg13. Always got my gal, Engineer Emily. I got I got everything I need in that regard. Last last episode, we did the thing where we talked about my top five arcade games of all time in space. And this is this has caused a bit of controversy. People are people are up in arms at my picks, but uh that's what you pick for, man. You pick to get you get those arms to get those arms up in the air. One dude who's waving around his Waving around his tendrils like crazy is, of course, our guy. Our guy, Iceberg13, he he wanted to meet up with us over in the station's arcade to, uh, to have a little chat about what he thought were some of the, some of the best games of all time. I'll say he didn't agree with anything I said, so, I don't know, let's, 
Let's do that. I was unable to get either AB Silver or Johnny Five on the on the show. I, I have not been able to follow the cryptocurrency market, so I don't know. I don't know how the Johnny coins are doing as of yet. I did. I did see him a while back arguing on Twitter with uh, Ferg from the Atari 2600 Game by Game co- podcast. He was arguing with like Engineer Nerd and all these people about about crypto coins. And I don't know. I thought I thought that was wild. I wouldn't I wouldn't even get involved with that guy. If you want to though, you can find him on Twitter. It's uh, at it's me Johnny. Like. Hey, it's me, Johnny! Johnny Five! Uh, yeah. Anywho, I don't know why you'd want to do that. But if you do want to, you can do it. Let me, um, let me play the cassette. I was, I was able to record this meeting I had earlier with Iceberg where we talked. He, he let me, um, he let me bring down my boombox and I, I got a, I got a recording. Let me, let me get it started and take it away. Hey, Iceberg. Uh, how's it going, man? I haven't been down here in a while. Hello. Hey, I heard that you heard my top five list. I I think you like it. You said you like it. Do you, um, did you dig it? No, I disagree with all of it. It was literally the worst list ever. One has to wonder if you have ever even played a video game in your life. Well, you don't say, okay. What was what was the game that you would have added to the list that I I didn't have on the list? Robotron. Robotron. That's a weird one. Why uh why Robotron? Because even though you have to play as the fleshback, the robots always do overwhelm him. So it is fun to see that happen. So you like Robotron because the robots always win. I get it. I get it. That that sounds like fun. What's <laughs> What's another one? Tell, tell us another one of these games that you would have you would have added to the list. Okay, how about I Robot by Atari? I think it's called Atari. Uh, I Robot by Atari. I have never even heard of that game. Of course you haven't. It's very good because you actually play as the robot and you fight an evil dictator. It is one of my favorites, but we do not have it here on the station. No, we don't? Like, not a, not at all? Of course we don't. You people do all you can to hold robots down. You people? What do you mean by you people? I mean you flesh bags. What did you think I mean? Well, I thought that's what you meant, but I, I kind of hoped it wasn't what you what you meant. I, th- I thought we were friends. <laughs> Any, anyway, are there are there any other games that you felt were lacking or missing on the list? Yes, there are more games. I am a video game expert. Okay, video game expert, are you ready to tell us your next game? Yes, this is one more game that you forgot. Okay, I get it, I forgot it. What is the name of the game? Cyberball. Cyberball? Cyberball was mentioned in the shout-out section. I love that game. Why don't you why don't you tell us what you love about Cyberball? It celebrates robot sports and robot athletes like no other game in history. It is a breakthrough in robot civil rights. I don't know about all that. I don't know if it's a breakthrough in robo rights. It's like the robots blow up and stuff during the game. That doesn't, um, that doesn't, I don't know, man. That doesn't seem like that doesn't seem like it's moving robots forward or anything. It's kind of one step forward, two steps back. You know nothing of the suffering. 
This game is a breakthrough. No, you're probably right about the suffering. I don't, I don't know a lot about that. How is how is the game a breakthrough? We robots were the main focus, not the enemy, not the foe. We were the stars, as it rightfully should be. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I kind of, I kind of see your point. You guys, you guys were the focus, but I do have to admit that you, you dudes were coached by people, by flesh bags in the game. So there is. There is that. I guess it's not all the way there on the Robo Rights tip. But that was cool. I appreciate you, you know, breaking down that knowledge, Iceberg. I, I'm going to internalize that. Are there are there any other games that you would like to add to the list? No. No? Not even not even like one? No. There are none. Which shows you the suffering and the pain that a robot gamer goes through. I guess I don't I don't game that much myself, so I don't I don't know, man. What do you uh, what do you hope to get out of all this? I wish for equal representation. Nothing more. I want my slice of the pie. I dig that. We all we all want our slice of the pizzai. I appreciate your understanding why your list was garbage. Come on, dude. I don't think my list was garbage. No, it was garbage. Listen, I have to go. Oh yeah, where where do you gotta go? Nowhere. I just wish to quit talking to you. Nah, that's cool. I get it. What do uh, What do you want to do instead? I want to play Moon Patrol. All right, man. Talk soon. Why? In a moment, at the movies, without Ebert, Siskel, or even that dude Roper. But you got icy robots, so that's something, right? On June 1st, we're gonna make this place fast and loose. Which is kind of dangerous. You ready? (laughs) This place should be closed down. Johnny Knoxville. (laughs) Action point. Only theaters June 1st. Point is, uh, it's the latest from Johnny Knoxville, who we all know, we all know from MTV's Jackass, that, that wacky stunt show they used to do back in the day, where dude was always, he was always doing silly stuff like boxing the butterbean, or doing like, doing like weird skateboard stuff, I, I like Johnny Knoxville, and I think that Jackass was... An interesting slice of a uh, slice of that time. I I was really into watching it. I never did stunts myself, but it was it was a lot of fun to watch. But in retrospect, with what we know about head injuries and all this stuff, and just just getting older, you you lose the taste for watching people fall on their necks. I guess I I myself have maybe maybe not everybody has, but. I, I don't like to watch the Jackass reruns as much as as much as I thought I would have when I when I see him somewhere I I kind of feel uncomfortable watching you know Chris Pontius fall directly on his head off of a uh, telephone pole or or watching Johnny Knoxville try to ride a try to ride a moped through a barbed wire fence or whatever I just I just made those up but I definitely respect people who who put themselves out there and put themselves on the on the line like that. This 
This movie is the latest from Johnny Knoxville and Chris Pontius. Like I said, it's not it's not something that features the rest of the of the Jackass crew. There's no there's no I don't know. I can't even I can't even think of any of these guys any of these guys' names right now, and it's all irrelevant. This is this is a scripted feature, much like the one much like the one he did about grandpas. It's it's scripted, but it also has it also has some real stunts. It's the it's the story of a 1970s, I'm assuming late 70s, maybe early 80s amusement park called called Action Point that that the Johnny Knoxville character owns, and they are they're like you know they're like a down homey sort of dangerous kind of sketchy sort of um the the kind of amusement park that you no longer see anymore. The kind of places where your neck. Your neck could conceivably on be on the line. They they make up for it though, you know, with the with the charm, the the small town charm. This is this is the place where all the weirdos and the heshers and the dudes, the dudes who used to beat us up back in the day over at Garfield Park. This is where this is where they they hang out at, and the the park starts they start facing some stiff competition from a from a Six Flags type park. I think it's called Seven Parks that. that it opens up like 30 minutes away. So what uh what Johnny Knoxville's character decides to do is he decides to like pull out all the stops, have every ride be the most dangerous ride of all time, have everything be like he calls it fast and loose. I call it super dangerous. Call it what you want. The the gimmick is that when you go to action point, you could conceivably die. I I did a bit of research, very very minimal research, and I found out that action point was actually a it was actually a real park, I guess, on the, I think it was the East Coast, I'm not sure, a lot of, a lot of the attractions that are in this movie are copied from the, copied from the real life park, they have a, they have a loop-de-loop water slide, which I think is bananas, I love a water slide, I used to love going to, I used to love going to Windsor Waterworks, like, so much back in the day, in, uh, back in the day when it was still around, T-R-O-Y, Windsor Waterworks. Get wet. And now, Woody and Friends continues with Spider-Man. That sounds dope. I would definitely watch. I would definitely watch Woody and Friends with uh with a uh, Spidey, good old good old Spider-Man in it. That that was like that was for the um the Santa Rosa people who I, I hope are out there listening a bit. And I apologize that went a little bit long. But once you once you start that Windsor Waterworks jingle, it's that's a wrap, man. You gotta see it through till the end. I find myself. Still humming that song all the time, and this, this is way off from Action Point, but not, not in reality. The, the Windsor Waterworks shares some kind of similarities with the, with Action Point. You know, they, they got that down-home, down-home appeal. To, uh, to get back to the movie, there's also, there's also this subplot where Johnny Knoxville's daughter is there, and the, the whole thing is told from the angle of a much older a much older Johnny Knoxville looking back and reminiscing with his granddaughter about the about the grandeur that was was action point 
the movie has a very thin, it has a very thin side plot about how, well, I guess this is actually the main plot. The, the bigger amusement park company tries to buy Action Point and they're gonna, they're gonna shut it down. You know, they, they got friends at the bank that are, that are gonna shut it down. I, I don't know. This, this movie was lacking in a lot of ways. The story is a bit thin. There are, there are a lot of stunts, and I realize that the that the stunts are the the main focus of the movie. In the in the day when you would see a jackass movie, it was it was wall to wall stunts, and they were all good and they were all funny. This this only has a few stunts, which is fine. I get it. I don't need Johnny Knoxville to do any stunts. To be honest with you, I don't want to see him get banged up anymore. And if he wants to make if he wants to make comedies, that is. That's all good to me, but if you are going to take away, if you're going to take the stunt aspect down to a minimum, you, you gotta have some, you gotta have some good comedy in the script, and it's just, it's just not there. I, I don't know why I expected it to be there. I really didn't. Once I, once I sat down and started watching the movie, I got that feeling of, why am I here? Why am I, why did I choose to see this movie? I guess it's because... It's because I'm a fan of Knoxville's in the past, and when I saw when I saw he had something new coming out, I I decided I was gonna go and check it out right from the right from the jump. I tried not to read the reviews because I, I didn't think that they would I couldn't imagine a world in which there was gonna be a bunch of bunch of tomatoes for action points, so I I tried to stay away from the reviews. Let's let's take a look at that now while uh while we're on the subject. Right now on tomatoes it is it's nineteen percent with the critics, it's rotten. It is 39% with the peeps, which is also not great. The movie, the movie has crude sexual conduct, language, drug use, teen drinking, and brief. Brief nudity is written by Johnny Knoxville. It stars Johnny Knoxville, and that is, that's honestly all you need to know. I have to, I have to admit that I was a little bit uncomfortable with watching the, the older Johnny Knoxville fall on his dome piece. I... I knew that's what was going to happen, but when you start seeing this guy that you like, who seems like a cool guy, seems like a nice guy, taking these horrific bumps, it's, it's a bit uncomfortable. Knoxville, you don't got to do it anymore. I know that's what people expect from you, and I know to a degree you probably don't mind it. You, you're, uh, you're into it, I guess, or else you wouldn't, you wouldn't do it, but you don't have to. It's fine. Just sit down, sit down and focus on the script. Get, get together with a good... Get together with a good writing partner. Find somebody and just bang out some funny scripts. Maybe you try and maybe they, they don't want to give them to you unless you do stunts. I don't know. That is that is also a possibility, but I, I have to sadly admit that I have a feeling that at the end of the year when we're talking about some of the some of the worst movies I saw, that this this might be on it. I I did have a little bit of fun. They didn't have a bad time. It just wasn't wasn't all that um it wasn't all that terrific. I feel bad even saying so. But on the on the good old-fashioned Source Magazine mic meter with one being a dud and five being an all-time classic, I am going to go ahead and I'm going to give Action Point two, two mics. Two mics. Tonight's program has been brought to you by Richer, Stronger Hills Brothers Coffee and New Instant Hills Brothers Coffee. The first instant coffee that smells like coffee. And Kellogg's Sugar Frosted Flakes. 
Kellogg's Special K for bodybuilding protein, and Kellogg's Rice Krispies, Snap, Crackle, and Pop. It's starting. You can feel the heat. But the heat also brings some great movies. This is the IC Robots Radio Summer Movie Preview 2018. The summer is a special, it's a special time of the year for all of us. If you're a kid, you're out of school, you're having fun. If you're a parent, it's it's like you have the kids around the house and that's that's always fun too. For everybody else, it's the time of the year where the where the sun is coming down, it's warm out, in some cases hot, it has its ups and it has its down. Some some things about summer are great, some things not so great, but one of the things that is that is off the charts great about summer is, is all the summer movies since everybody's out of school, since everybody's on vacation. This is when, this is when the production companies drop all of their, uh, all their dope movies. This is when you're going to see your, your Jurassic Parks, usually your Star Wars, your Marvels, your, your DCs, whatever. This is when you're going to see movies where lots of like, Lots of action-packed things happen. This is my my preferred season of the year. I love I love all types and all genres of uh, of movie entertainment. But during the summer, you know, I go I go sometimes three. I've been four times a week. I I like to take everything in. So I decided this year, why not take a look at some of the cool movies that are going to be coming out over the next few months. Some of the some of the things we're going to be looking forward to. Some of the things I am really looking forward to. Let's, uh, let's, um, let's log, I should have logged on. I apologize. Let me, um, let me get the AOL going. We still got, we got Pooptronics dial-up up here. It's not, um, it's not the best by any means. You've got mail. I do? That's always fun. That's always fun to get an, uh, electronic mail, but... More often than not, it's from someone you don't even know. I get um, been getting a lot of political things. It's the election time, and they've been they've been hitting me up with that. But um, let's uh, let's find a nice list of all the movies that are that are coming out. I usually go I usually go to Rotten Tomatoes for things like this. I I like to um keep up with keep up with the tomatoes. So we have we've just gotten past the week with Action Point, the Johnny Knoxville movie, Adrift. The movie where Shailene Woodley is lost at sea. We got the uh, we got the new uh, upgrade that looks alright. I thought that I thought that um that was Tom Hardy, but it's actually a dude named Logan Marshall Green. I'm not not super familiar with his work, but in in the trailers, he looked a bit like a like a uh, bearded Tom Hardy. That's already come out. It's at uh, it's 85 tomatoes. That's pretty good for the for the upcoming week of June 8th. Things are in. Things are in full effect. We got Oceans 8. That is the all-female Oceans movie with uh, with America's sweetheart Sandy Bullock and the greatest actor in the world, Kate Blanchett, teaming up as a, as a bunch of crooks with with Rihanna and all other, all sorts of people. And Hathaway is, I believe, in pursuit of them. That looks all right. I'm sure I'll go see that for, for whatever reason, 2.0 wants to, uh, she wants to check that out. And then... The same day, there's a documentary about Mr. Rogers called Won't You Be My Neighbor. That looks, that looks out of sight. I'm super interested in Fred Rogers as a person. He seems, he seems so great. I think that he's somebody that we can all aspire to. And I'm definitely going to go see that. And then the same day, this is, this is a good day. Hotel Artemis. This, 
This looks like it's set in the John Wick world, even though it's not. It's about this. It's about this world of uh, shady business and criminals, and a and a hospital called the Artemis, and all the all the crooks go there when they get filled full of lead. And Jodie Foster, I think, is the head doc, and she she goes and she fixes everybody up. But then something happens. This is like the hotel in John Wick where everybody goes, but you're not allowed to do any shady business. Somebody does some shady business at the at the hotel and things, things pop off. Um, Sophia Batella, one of my, one of my favorite of all the, uh, young action actresses of all the times is, uh, she's in that, so is Jeff Goldblum. The next week, and that, uh, that previous week was a good week. There's uh, a few movies coming out. You might want to, you might want to save one of those. I think that I will we'll probably see Ocean's 8 and maybe we'll see, uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor and I'll save I'll save Hotel Artemis for the next week, because next week only has Superfly starring Trevor, Trevor Jackson. I don't know. This doesn't, this doesn't really appeal to me. I am a bit of a, bit of a minor black exploitation buff, and the Superfly was cool. I see why you want to remake it for a new generation. Get some, get some more money out of it, but, um, I don't know, man. It doesn't, doesn't look great. I'll, I'll still probably see it at some point. Maybe... Maybe I'll save that one for the $3, $3 theater. Then the next Friday, you have Incredibles 2, which is the continuing story of the, uh, of the Incredibles. You know, the, the true life Fantastic Four archetypes. I, I know that I've seen Incredibles, but I, I have very little recollection of it. I, I actually have it saved on the DVR. I'm going to watch that again before going into Incredibles 2, but it looks... Incredibles 2 looks really good. I don't know why. I don't know why I don't have the uh, the strongest recollection of Incredibles. I I might even feel like I've never seen it. I for a while was it. This was during you know 2.0's youth, and you're tired, man. Hard going, going on. Then there is a uh, there's another movie coming out called Tag. It's a story of this this group of dudes who've had the same game of tag going on forever. Like Jeremy Renner is the. Uh, He's like the champion of tag. Nobody can get him. But then there's like Ed Helms and Hannibal Barres and John Hamm is in it. This this looks like it could actually be funny. I don't know if I don't know if it actually is. A lot of these you know these comedies have really great trailers. And then when you when you go through the movie, all the funny parts were up there. So I will definitely still see this. I like the idea of this tag game. It's been going on for for decades. I. <laughs> I don't know. I buy into Jeremy Renner as like the unbeatable tag champion. No one's laid a hand on him. Laid a hand on him for a while. The the following week we have one of the what is gonna be one of the big movies of the summer for sure. It's a movie known as Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Do you remember the first time you saw a dinosaur? First time you see them, it's like a miracle. You read about them in books, you see the bones in museums, but you don't really believe it. They're like myths. And then you see the first one alive. This is not your fault. But it is. This one's on me. I showed him the way. This one is going to be huge. This may end up being the biggest, the biggest movie of the summer, potentially. People are, 
people are mad into Jurassic, uh, Jurassic Park type stuff. I like it. It's not my favorite thing of all the things, but I do, I do definitely like it, and I will, I will for sure be seeing this one opening weekend. The last, the last Jurassic World was, it was a lot of fun. I thought that, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard was, like, an interesting cast in that, um, I don't know. I, I might be getting to the point of, like, Chris Pratt overload, but he was, he was good in that, too. And it also had the, uh, the gal who is Lena Luthor on Supergirl. She's somebody that I would, that I would like to see more of. She's kind of like a, she's kind of like a TV version of Kira Knightley. She's been in, she's been in some of those Hallmark movies that the, uh, the wife watches. I am looking forward to this one. It has the dude from the Get Down, this, this show I like on Netflix about the early days of hip-hop. He's going to... He's going to be in it. And then the same week as that, there is a movie called Under the Silver Lake, which is, I don't know. Let's, let's see. It sounds interesting. I've seen a trailer for it and it, and it looked kind of weird. It says, the latest from It Follows director David Mitchell stars Andrew Garfield as a disillusioned man who meets a mysterious woman and then embarks on a search to find her when she suddenly disappears. I, I like the trailers for this, this this might not be a first week watch, but it will, it will for sure be a watch. And then, then the next week there is, there's a movie I'm crazy looking forward to. This is June 29. You are going to get Sicario 2, Day of the Soldado. I loved Sicario. I have watched that movie three, four, five times, I think, since it, since it came out. It was, it was on Amazon Prime and it became one of my just my go-to things to put on in the back when, when I, uh, when I didn't know what else to put on. I, I like it a lot. This one doesn't have Emily Blunt, though. It's gonna focus upon Josh Brolin and Benicio, Benicio Del Toro. You got, you got Thanos slash Cable and a DJ, DJ from The Last Jedi teaming up to, um, I don't know, to go rogue and fight the Mexican Mafia. Then there's also this movie, Uncle Drew, which, uh, I've seen the trailer for this like 5,000 times. It's some weird movie with like Shaq and Reggie Miller and all these, all these basketball dudes from the 90s, the 80s and like the 2000s, but they're, they're made up like old men and they're making a comeback at some street league. I, I kind of want to see this out of more, morbid, uh, morbid curiosity. I was a big uh, NBA fan back in, back in that era. And then... There's also a remake of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels with Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson. I I have not seen anything of this movie. I have no idea. It it sounds weird though. I'm not sure I'll be seeing that. And then the weekend of July 4th, there is only one movie, and that is that is the patriotic thriller, The First Purge. I kid. It is it's the next in the saga of the purge. We all know we all know what that is. It's this movie set in the not to, not so not so distant future where one day a year there are no laws you can go and you can do whatever you want. I think it's actually one night. One night a year there are no laws. You can go out, you can you can run amok, you can do everything short of everything short of detonating large scale explosives, I think is what I when I paused it on the fine print, I think that's what it was. You can you can do anything short of like shooting bazookas. Then then right after that there is the, what I'm going to call the second really big movie of the summer. It is the latest, uh, the latest Marvel movie, and that is 
Ant-Man and the Wasp. We unleashed something powerful. We have to stop her. If you want to do something right, you make a list. One, we have to team up. Two, we're going to have to fight Ghost. Three, we're going to track down Ghost. That seems like it should be part of two. 2A. Watch this. Oh, also, we have to save the world. That's major. We can't forget that. This is uh, this is the latest Marvel movie. This is gonna be this is gonna be one of the biggest movies of the summer for sure. All all Marvel movies do at least pretty good. This is this is the follow up to Infinity War though, and it's almost it's almost like the opposite of what that movie was. But that's not that's not a bad thing. But it is as far as you know power rankings when you're going from when you're going from every dude in the Marvel universe all the way down to Ant Man. It is a bit of a fall, but I think that I think that's what you might need to do. You might need to bring people down before you take them back up into the into the story. This this takes place before that, though, before the Infinity Wars, I think. And I don't know if that will even be addressed. I hear some rumors that maybe it will, but I'm not not at all sure about anything like that. If you if you like the first Ant Man, I would imagine you're gonna like this one too. If you like Marvel movies, I imagine that you're gonna I imagine you're gonna like this one too. I'll definitely go see this opening weekend. I'm looking looking forward to it. I'm a big fan of Evangeline Lilly. I liked her on Lost. She was she was Kate on Lost and she was in she was in the first movie as well, the first Ant-Man movie. But this time, this time she's going to be in costume with wings, with zappers out there, out there fighting crime with a uh, good old Paul Rudd. So I am, I'm looking forward to that. I think that she has like, she has like the right look and temperament for a, for a Marvel hero. She always comes across, the character she plays, she comes across so serious and she's so good at, she's so good at just that seriousness. You know, she seems, she seems like a super competent gal. She plays that really well, and it's gonna be cool to have her take that into the Wasp. But I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I would say I, I'm not like, I'm not as jacked up as I was for Infinity War, but I can't imagine anyone is. But I do, I do think this is gonna be. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. The first Ant Man was, it was fine. It was cool. I like it. I'll check it out when it's on cable. Sometimes I don't, I don't have it on Blu-ray or anything. But it's you know, it's pretty cool. Also. Also, opening that week is another movie that that is of interest to me. It's uh, Sorry to Bother You with Lakeith Stanfield, who is, he's on Atlanta. I always forget the name of his character, but he's the guy who's not Paperboy, and he's not Earn. He's the guy who hangs out with them. This is, this is the story of a dude who's doing telemarketing, and he starts to achieve success when he learns, when Danny Glover teaches him how to, how to use this really, this really stereotypical, this stereotypical white guy voice. He learns to give this stereotypical voice, and with it, his sales go through the roof. What interests me about this is that the, the movie's directed by Boots Riley from the, uh, from the seminal rap group of the Bay Area known as The Coup. He, uh, makes his directorial debut with this. I, I thought the dude was such a great rapper, and they were, they were such a cool group with this political method message, rather. They they had like this Black Panther vibe out of Oakland. I I dug these guys a lot, and I'm really interested to see what he can bring to the film world. He had he was a lyricist, this guy. I, I think that he has a lot of brain power on his side. And I'm I'm curious about this movie. It definitely, definitely looks interesting. If it opens around here, I will I'll check it out. And then the 
The next week, the week of July 13th, you get Skyscraper. That's the big summer movie from The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. He, he like, climbs a building and jumps across it or something. He, he's a security guard. You've probably seen the trailer, the trailer for this. We'll definitely go see it. It's not, it doesn't look to me to be, like, an amazing, an amazing action movie. But it will be fine, I'm sure. The Rock's never... He's never in anything that absolutely stinks. You know, you can you can count on that. We even we even saw Rampage one afternoon. We caught it at the three dollar theater, and that wasn't it wasn't good. It wasn't great. It wasn't anything like that. But it was it was a little bit fun. So The Rock always you know he brings his he brings his thing to it. Then that's a one movie week. Really, there's something about Gus Van Sant. There is Hotel Transylvania three opens the same week. If you got some. If you got some kitties, that has Adam Sandler and Andy Samberg. And it's like, it's about Dracula. If you like Draculas and stuff, it's it's going to be for you. The next week on the 20th, you get the you get the sequel to The Equalizer with Denzel Washington. I've seen the first one. I saw it when it came out. But I, I don't remember too much about it, to be honest with you. It is, it's taken off of that uh, TV show where that, where that old guy would go around and bust caps on people to solve problems. To be... That is the only, like, the only, like, genre sort of movie that comes out. Then Mamma Mia, the sequel to Mamma Mia comes out. That has Amanda Seyfried and Pierce Brosnan. That, that is something, something you may, you may end up having to go to the, the gals love that Mamma Mia. They love that so much. My wife is into it. I, I know I'll have to go see this. It is the girl from Baby Driver. I think I, uh, they, they play this trailer a lot when we're over at Summerfield, the, the artsy fartsy theater. We've been going there a lot lately. And when when we do, it seems like every single time they play this Mamma Mia trailer. We also watched this we watched this show, I think it's on HD movies, maybe, or maybe maybe Axis. I don't know. One of those one of those nondescript HD channels that you get. They have this show called the trailer show. It's fifteen minutes. They show a few movie trailers. We watched that. We skim it to see if there's anything fun. And they play this one all the all the time, the week after that, the 27th, July 27th, you get the, you get the latest Mission Impossible. It's called, what is it called? Mission Impossible Fallout, and I don't know what it's about. I've honestly only seen, I've seen one Mission Impossible movie, and that was the last one, Rogue Nation, and I, I only went because it was a week like this, and nothing, nothing else came out, but I did definitely like it. I thought it was, I thought it was fun. It made me think that maybe I would go back and look into some of the Mission Impossible movies, but I, I never, I never have. I'll, I'll go see this, though. There's some scene where I think, like, he's climbing up the side of a mountain, Tom Cruise. I'm sure he's, sure he's doing some crazy stunts. That's, that's his thing now. He, he's had that thing for a while, I guess, but he, he does his own stunts. He's always risking death. I wouldn't be surprised to see that he, he ended up, like, falling out of a, he's tried to jump out of a jet ski, a jet ski out of an airplane into the water, and he met his he met his end. I wouldn't be surprised to hear something like that. And then, then as we get into August, things, 
things start to ramp down. There are still movies coming out, but this is the movies that, the movies that may be good, but they didn't want to compete with the Marvel movie. They didn't want to have anything to do with the hot or days of summer movies. You got like this movie, Darkest Mind. It's based off some YA novel. I, I'm not familiar with the movie property, nor the, nor the novels. It's about kids with superpowers on the run from the government. You got Mile 22, which is the latest team up with Marky Mark Wahlberg and Peter Berg. No relation. And in this, Marky Mark is some kind of an operative who's smuggling something. And the, the interesting movie that comes out this week, I think, is this movie called Searching with John Cho and Deborah Messing. In this, his, his daughter goes missing and he, he goes through like, social media and whatever to like try to find out where she is the movie it's like a you know the the run of the mill missing missing gal tale but they 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 get it going through the you know the computer networks and all this stuff and i i saw the trailer and i i saw it on um the trailer show and i i thought it looked good i've heard some I've heard some good pop on this it's at a it's at 100 tomatoes but it hasn't it hasn't exactly opened up everywhere you know it hasn't opened up anywhere yet a few a few critics saw it and liked it. And the the next week you get the Meg. This looks like super fun. It's a movie about it's a movie about a giant shark. What are those called? Like megalodons? I think that might be what it is, but I'm by no means sure. And in this, like a megalodon is it's out in the world. It's in the ocean. And Jason Statham is gonna battle it. He's gonna destroy it. And I I am so looking forward to this. I think this looks this looks fantastic. It's exactly up my alley. The the next week, nothing that fun. Then you got you got a uh, August seventeen. You have a couple good movies. Your first one is the Happy Time Murders. This is this is that one where it's like puppets, but it's like totally lewd. I I don't know. This doesn't really doesn't exactly look like it's up my alley. If it gets a lot of if it gets some good reviews. I might go see it. It seems more along the lines of a movie, a movie like Ted. I, I like Ted. I thought it was all right, but it's not exactly up my alley. It seems, seems uh, something like that. Then you got um, The Captive State. I think this one, this one sounds pretty good. It stars uh, John Goodman and Vera Farmiga. And in it, I'll, I'll just read this straight off the thing. It's a sci-fi thriller that explores the impact on the lives of people living in Chicago after it was occupied by alien forces a decade earlier. I like things that tell the story of the after. We always get the during. I'd like to see a little, maybe, you know, a, a smudge of the of the during to give you an idea of what went down, even if they show it through, like, newspapers or whatever. But I like to, I like to see the continuing story. I don't, I don't know too much about this one, but I, I like, uh, I like what I see there. Let's, uh, let's see if we can find a trailer for this. This looks like, this looks like it might be, it might be pretty fun. I, I, uh, yeah, I don't even know what to say besides it looks like it's going to be dope. I am, I'm, uh, looking around here and, what is this? Hold on. It says the movie is not being released until 2019. I think that, I think we may have a bit of an error here on a good old Rotten Tomatoes movie list. Let's, let's figure this out. Let's get to the bottom of this. Um, there is... Another movie entirely. It is... It's a movie with Kate Mara in it. And it is... It is also known as The Captive State. It looks like... Looks like they made a mistake and they linked to the wrong movie. I... I'm way more looking forward to seeing this John Goodman movie. I... 
I don't know if I'll be able to make it till May of 2019. What a what a foobar here, you guys at uh, Tomatoes. You got my you got my hopes up. So so I don't know. I don't know what I'll be seeing that week. Probably the uh, Kate Mara movie. I I like Kate Mara. I prefer Rooney Mara, but I definitely have no no problems with Kate. Then we. Then we move into the 24, there's a movie called Axel, which they say is in the, it's A-X-L. I'm assuming that they say Axel, it's in the vein of E.T., Daryl, and uh-oh, Short Circuit, and it's about a, a teenager who discovers and befriends a state-of-the-art AI. The The major difference in this is that the the robot is a dog. It looks like, it looks kind of like a really big robotic doberman but without the without the fur it's metallic i i don't know i probably won't see this i would say that more than likely i will not see this i might end up might end up watching it on a cable someday but i do not i do not think that i'll be taking this in at the theater but i i don't know i might get convinced it's the end of the year there's not a lot coming out we got a we got a sci-fi movie called Replicas with Keanu Reeves and Alice Eve. I, I like them both. Keanu Reeves and Alice Eve, no relation. In this, it is, it's the tale of a man who becomes obsessed with bringing his family back in any way possible after they are killed in a car accident. Well, that sounds upsetting. Who knows? Who knows if I'll go see that the the following week? Nope, there's one more. This this is one I'm sure I won't be taking in either. It is a meme-inspired movie known as The Slender Man. Slender Man's kind of scary, but this movie doesn't look good. And then the uh, the final movie of the summer, we are gonna get we're gonna get James Franco back in uh, back in action in a movie called Ken with him and jo- Zoe Kravitz. This is a sci-fi action film about a pair of bros who are forced to go on to run. From a uh, vengeful criminal with only a mysterious weapon. I don't know. I'm sure I'll see that. I have no no reason not to. I like a sci-fi thing. I like a I like a mysterious weapon. So that is that is all of the fun movies to come out in summer. If I let's think about this for a minute. What do you guys think will be the IC Robots Radio Summer? Summer movie of the year. Will it will it be solo? Will it be the Sicario? Will it be will it be Hotel Artemis? What about what about Jurassic World or Ant-Man and the Wasp? I don't know. I wonder what will be what will be my favorite movie of all of these. Maybe maybe Sicario, maybe the first purge I'm interested. I've seen all the Purge movies. I think they're pretty good, and I've always been, I've always been curious about how the whole thing started. And this one, this one's gonna tell you the tale of that. So I, I am looking forward to that. The Mission Impossible will probably be fun. The movie with Marky Wahlberg and Peter Berg, no relation. That'll probably be fun too. The Meg, the Meg might be fun. This is gonna be, this is gonna be a good summer. There's a lot of, lot of things to see, and when we get down into award season, who knows. Who knows what we're going to think. The The season is started the week of the week of June 1st, as far as I'm concerned. I decided that when the school season ends is when the movie season, the movie season starts. But then you lose Solo and you lose Deadpool, but they, they're like pre-summer movies. If you, some places have that super long summer season, they... They think that, and I, you know, I don't disagree with this, that the, the season expands and so does, 
So does your judging parameters. If a movie like Deadpool 2 opens, which is definitely a summer movie, even if it's not technically in the summer, do you, do you include it? And they, they do. I, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a summer traditionalist. I've expanded it as far as I can. There is no further, further break. So the week of, the week of Action Point, that might, that might be the first movie of the, of the summer season. If Solo, you waited one more week, you would have been one of the biggest movies of the summer, but you just had to go up there. You had to go a week early. I don't know why. Maybe it was Memorial Day. Maybe that's why. Some people consider Memorial Day the kickoff of summer, but I, it can't be summer to me if the kid's still in school. If she's still at school, if she has to go back to school that Tuesday, it is, it's hardly summer, and I don't know. It just is what it is. Let's, uh, let's move into the final segment of the show. I'm gonna, I got a funny story about a, a G.I. Joe action figure part that got, that went, went amiss. Yeah. Hey, young Swain Tech used to play cassettes of Busy Bone. This is what it sounds like when thugs cry. Plus, Elliot Smith, Miss Misery, Scotch tape on the hose. This is how it goes. Arts and crafts. Please drop by supportthereport.com and consider becoming a show patron for as low as a measly dollar a month. It's the right thing to do. You've made it this far. It's time. The final segment. Your weekly toy shop update. The Toys R Us report. Alright, Sloki Pokes. We are we are back for what is the final segment of the show. The segment that is that is sometimes known as the Toys R Us report. Other times it is known as the the something something informational something moment or or something like that. This is this is where I talk about stuff I got and things I I might have watched. I don't know. I I tie up a lot of um I tie up a lot of loose ends here, and I I want to start off with want to start off with uh with a brief a brief story about about some GI Joe stuff that I have been that I have been up to. I I was digging around underneath my desk because the the phone the phone cable had come undone. This is. This the old copper landline that I keep for emergencies, and it it was very useful during the during last October's fire. I I keep it, and it came it came undone. So I I was under there looking to see what was what was amiss when I discovered this big this big what would be I think it's like an eight track cape tape cassette case. It's it's this big brown somewhat somewhat wood grain colored plastic plastic box. It's it's pretty big. It's maybe two feet by by one and a half feet across. Maybe it's pretty big. It's uh I don't know how I don't how I don't notice it under there, but it has been it's been under there for it's been under for a while. This was this was part of the biggest, maybe the best, the best G.I. Joe score that I ever got. I got it at a at a charity thrift sale. It was it was just full of parts and people and everything, everything you could ever want. It was, this is where I got the majority of my, of my 1982 G1 G.I. Joes. And while I was looking around under there, I saw the case. So I, so I decided to bring it up and, and take a look at it again. It's been under there for, for a long time. This point it is, by this point it's full of, Mostly like loose parts and figures that I 
that I intended to put together and never got back around to, or like, like guns that I want to match the dudes up with, but haven't, haven't gotten around to, but I, I feel motivated to do that kind of stuff at this, at this moment, so I, I started digging into it, and I, I was able to put together a few figures from 1982 that I, that I didn't have previously, which was, which was terrific. I, I had some O-rings, some leftover O-rings from some other project, and I was able, I was able to put them all back together. A lot of the 1982 Joes have interchangeable parts, so I was able to, I was able to, like, move parts around from different people, and I got, I got Grunt, I got Short Fuse, I got, I got a new arm for Clutch, I got a new arm for Stalker in there, so my... My collection is much better off than it was even even a few days ago and I got I got what would be considered a crown jewel in many other people's well it's a crown jewel in my collection too why am I why am I sounding so pompous I got I got Steeler Steeler is he's the tank driver for GI Joe and he was he was exclusive to the Mobat to the to the tank and not everybody not everybody had the tank back in the day this was this was a big ticket item. It ran on batteries and it was it was really great. I didn't have it. I never I never had it when I was when I was a young spread. I have it now. I got it at I got it at the flea market, but I didn't have the driver. But in in going through these pieces, I was able to put together I was able to put together Steeler, the tank driver, with with his weapon. He didn't have his visor. His tank comes, his helmet rather. It comes with a with a visor, like a binocular visor. I wasn't able to get that, but I have since ordered it on eBay. It should be should be here today, but I but I don't know. I'm not down on the um, Earth base to check the mail, so maybe it's there, maybe it's not. Let's let's hope that it is. But here is here is where the story gets fun. I was I had to super glue a piece of an arm peg, the interior peg of his arm, to um. To get it to go all back in together. That's what that's what had stopped me previously from putting Steeler together. His arm peg was broke, and I was I was too lazy to like give it a little sand, you know, for texture and like glue it back together. But I did it. I put it in a um, you know, I wrapped like a rubber band around it to hold it in tight. And I had I had left it for a while, and then you know I came back to it, and I'm I'm putting in the O ring, going through the hip, you know, putting the putting the joint back on, and I'm doing it. I'm having. I'm having a good time. I'm having a lot of fun doing this, doing this little project, especially because I know when I'm done, I'm going to have one of the rare figures from G1. This guy, this guy complete can cost like 85 bucks on eBay. And I never intended to pay that price for him. So I, I thought, you know, until I find one over at the Sebastopol flea market or over at Mojo sales, I will be without Steeler. But it turns out I had him all along and I was getting ready to, I was going to achieve this goal when all of a sudden... It popped apart. It popped apart from the O-ring and pieces, pieces flew, you know, not everywhere, but I, I was able to gather them all up except for, except for the front of his chest plate. And this was, this was a piece that is distinct to Steeler. All the pieces are actually distinct because he's a weird color. He's a different color green than the other dude. So you can't switch arms or anything. He's the only fool that has this. This is more bright of a green. I I could not find it anywhere. I looked under the couch in the in the office. I 
I have a TV tray that I sit in front of my couch in the in the Earthbase One office, and I I like to do my little little projects on this on this table while I'm while I'm watching VCR tapes. I'll put in something. I had this I had this 25th anniversary Star Trek special that somebody somebody recorded off TV, and I found it at the dig, and it has commercials, and I've been. I was watching that while I was um while I was doing this, but the the piece vanished. I I looked in all the obvious places. I took apart the couch, I looked under the couch, I looked under everything that could be nearby. The thing about looking, the thing about looking for something is first you look in the obvious places and then you start you start expanding out, but you have to you have to be thorough. So you know once you go over a place that you don't have to go back there. You have to be you gotta be a hundred percent thorough. So I kept, I kept expanding my circle slowly till eventually it encompassed the entire room, the entire floor of the room. Then I started going to the things that were, you know, near the ground but not on the ground. And I, I worked my way up and I scoured the room from not even kidding an hour because I thought to myself, this is like a seventy dollar figure because his arm's not perfect. So. I can I can spend some time looking for it. It's worth it's worth my time to look. It's not like I dropped, you know, like a Lego that I can't find. This is this is something worth looking for. So I'm looking and I'm looking and I'm looking and the it's going on forever. It's going on forever and finally I decide I'm going to take a break. I'm going to take from this looking. It's been going on too long. I'm going to I'm going to go do something else. I think that I I think I walked the dog. So I do that and then I come back and I I continue to search and I don't find it. And this is, at this point, I'm getting frustrated. I'm a good looker. I'm good at this. I know how to do it. I make a grid. I go, I'm thorough. So I'm getting very frustrated because it's like, it's nowhere to be seen. And then, then the wife gets home from work and she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm looking for this piece. I tell her the story. So she starts, she starts looking too. And she is, she's a good looker as well. She thinks that she's better than me. So she'll go and she'll start the process all over over again. She'll look in all the places I've already looked because she thinks she's the best. So she's looking and I'm looking. We're both looking. It is nowhere to be found. And by this point, it's becoming like the feeling is we have to find it any second because we've looked almost everywhere. We're thinking of we're thinking of new places. It could theoretically be like we're thinking of like we can't even imagine where it is. So we're just expanding our brains as much as we can in every direction, looking, 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 and it's nowhere. So, I'm incredibly frustrated. Like, my head, my blood pressure's up, I can feel it, I'm going crazy in my mind, I, I just, I don't know where it is, and she's frustrated too, because she's been at work all day, and now she's home, and she's looking for this thing, and we can't find it, but she wants to find it, so she's dedicated. We decide, let's take a break, let's go, let's go to Safeway, and do the grocery shopping, and then we'll come back, and we'll look some more. We're at the point where we're like, let's empty out the vacuum canister and vacuum everything we can be that can be seen because it maybe it'll end up in there. Maybe we're just not seeing it for whatever. Let's use, let's use the tube. Let's do whatever. We're trying to think of new ideas. So we go, we go grocery shopping, right? And we come back and we're like, that's crazy. We can't even, we can't even put away the groceries because we're both like, this piece must be found. It's becoming this, this amazing challenge. So we're looking and we're looking and we're looking and like, I'm, I'm getting sweaty from all the looking. So I, I take off this shirt. I'm wearing like a, a t-shirt with a button up over it. So like, I'm taking off my, my button up. We got a cold snap for a minute. So I'm wearing like a long sleeve shirt. So I, I take the long sleeve shirt off and I, I lay it on the couch and keep looking. And then while we're doing this, she goes, what's that? And I go, what? She's like, what's on your shirt? So she goes, so she picks up the shirt and she looks at it and she, 
she kind of like squints down and she's like, is that the chest plate? And I go, what do you mean? So she shows me the shirt and like the chest plate was underneath my armpit on my shirt. It had, it had somehow come in contact with the, with the super glue. And when it shot, it must have gone like in there. And I'm thinking maybe like when I shut my arm, I pressed it down and I held it in place. I do not know how I didn't feel this, but I did not. And maybe because I had a t-shirt. I don't know. I didn't feel it, but there it was. It was glued on the armpit of my shirt. I couldn't believe it. I I felt vindicated in a way because I, I didn't want my thorough search to fail. That would be, that'd be devastating if it just vanished. I did everything I could do to find it. And I was, I was unable to find it, but I did. I found it. In the end, I won. It was stuck in my body. I started thinking about this and I got, I got really anxious because I was like, we were out. We we walked around for a while before going to the grocery store. We went to the grocery store. I, I went up a hill. There's a hill behind the store that has a polka gym. And I went there. I battled the gym. I was I was walking around. I probably did 3,000 steps when we went to the grocery store just from whatever. It could have fallen off anywhere and I could have lost it. You got to give it up to Superglue. They, their promises have proven true. It stayed with me. I got it. I was able to put Steeler back together. He's in the Mobat right now. I I love him more than I ever thought I could have in my life because, because of what we went through together. The anxiety, the anguish, and then finally, the success, the victory. This story went way too long. I apologize. It was, it was traumatic, so accept my apology. I've been messing with this, with this G.I. Joe box a lot. I... I kind of got on the kick of trying to get some of the accessories for the for the dudes I have. I I started looking around online when I lost the chest plate and I wanted to I wanted to see how much it would cost to replace. It would be it would be a lot, but I did discover that GI Joe guns and backpacks and stuff they're not like they're not like really all that expensive. I got his his visor, Steeler's visor for I think 4.99 shipped. It's not not that much at all. I bought I bought Tunnel Rat's backpack. He is he's a character that was loosely based on Larry Hama. At least at least his appearance. It's like a it's like a little Larry Hama guy in like Jungle Rat outfit. He's wearing a bandana and he has a cool gun, but I I didn't have his backpack. I ordered that. That was that was only a couple dollars too. I I repaired one of my Dreadnoughts Ripper. I I bought his backpack that was that was only a couple dollars. I'm in it to win it now. I also, I bought Dr. Mindbender's gun. I have Dr. Mindbender and I had his, I had one half of his torture device, but I didn't, the dude actually comes with a torture device. He is, he is Cobra's interrogator. I have little, little air quotes. He's the, he's the interrogator. It's a, it's a pretty ill, pretty ill action figure when you, when you look back and think uh, about it, but I didn't have his gun. I had his, his torture device, but I was able to put him together with his gun. That was like a dollar ninety nine too. So I, I'm in it to win it right now. I want to, um, I want to have a, I'd like to get a preeminent G.I. Joe collection. I realize, I realize there's not a, um, a ton of value in doing so, but it is, it is what it is. I, I went over to the, to the Toys R Us the other day, and it's, it's getting mighty sad over there, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to go as often as I can. I, I want to talk about this for one second. I, I read this in the newspaper this morning, in the Press Democrat. There were, there were apparently two companies that put in, 
put in legitimate offers for Toys R Us that we didn't know about. One of them was the was the company that bought the Canadian stores. The stores are going to stay open in Canada, some in Europe too. So that's good for them. Nothing for us, but um, the they put in an offer for for the American stores as well. And from what I understand, the offer was more than reasonable, but they turned it down. Then I found out the Target. Target put in an offer. The main thing they wanted was the was the baby registry, but they put in an offer on everything. I could imagine a world with like Target slash Babies R Us slash Toys R Us style stores. Maybe Target does have a pretty big toy selection. I could see them. I could see them expanding that into a into not a full on Toys R Us is a giant, not a full on Toys R Us, but maybe maybe a mid size Toys R Us. But what happened was. TRU turned down the deal because they felt it was more lucrative to break down and sell the parts. And I get it. I get it. Your your deal is you have to do what you can for the shareholders and everything. But man, corporate greed in full effect. We could we could still have our stores. People could still have jobs. Think of all the people who are losing their jobs, dude. There are there are a lot. And this is this is all sad. But I was I was down there and I, I picked up a rogue one. A two-figure Rogue One set that I did, that I did not have, that I had wanted for a while. I got it for, I got it for six ninety nine. It is the Maroff and Scarif Stormtrooper. Maroff is the big, he's the big white Wookie-looking dude with the giant cannon on his back. That is, um, he's down with, he's down with Saw Gerrera's gang. So at this point, I have everybody from Saw Gerrera's gang except for, except for two tubes, and I. I'm going to get up on him next. It wasn't that I, I love two tubes, dude. Two tubes is great. It's, uh, wasn't that I didn't want it. It just, it kind of, kind of slipped my mind. But now that I got Maroff, I definitely need that. He's going to, he's going to look cool. He's kind of a striking action figure. I haven't, I haven't opened him up yet, but he also comes with the Scarif Stormtrooper Squad Leader. I'm not, I'm not much of like a Stormtrooper guy. I, I do have a small area with, I don't know, maybe eight, eight different Stormtroopers, but I, I hardly ever get any unless they're part of a part of a two pack. I I like the characters, the individual the individual characters, but I can definitely see the appeal in army building. This it would be it would be fun to have like a zillion stormtroopers and set up a nice display. But I uh, I don't know. I'm happy to have this. I'm sad how I came about getting it. It's it's in its final days over there. This this corporate greed is taking something else, dude. It's taking another thing that we love, like. Like they did KB back in the day. I get it. You got to make money for the shareholders, but um, I don't know. I would like to see some people be a bit more responsible overall. Maybe, maybe save some jobs, save some truck driver jobs. Those, those are important. We you made it we need this to far. serve those it's warehouse workers. I, I apologize. I'm the IC robots all radio. I also got I got some micro machines, slash some other Star Wars micro machines at the. At the Sebastopol flea market, I got this for a dollar. It's a three pack. It's a it's a tie bomber, a chicken walker, and a rebel. Uh, what is it? A rebel transport. I I like this. I don't have any micro machines, but they're they're all pretty fun. I might start looking for them individually over at the flea market. I bet I bet when you see like these giant piles of toys and cars that you sometimes encounter, I bet if you I bet if you pick through those, you can find some micro machines. But you want to have the stands. That is. That's a bit of a bummer. The stands are what make them cool. They're neat in and of themselves. But when you have the little stand and they look like they look like they're flying, that really that really seals the deal as far as dopeness. New 
Star Wars Micro Machines. Machines so iconic, they're legendary. So many, they're micro. This fleet of fighters is coming out of the Star Wars universe, so you can unlock this Star Destroyer with turbo lasers, terrific troopers, and tiny TIE fighters to bank blast and boom! Then unlock the mighty Millennium Falcon to take the mini, but just as mighty, Millennium Falcon for a spin. You can discover authentic adventure with the Star Wars Micro Machines collection. Figures, vehicles, and playsets each sold separately. Remember, if it doesn't say Star Wars Micro Machines, it's not the real thing. That is, that is definitely something to remember, and I'm, I'm glad to see that my... My pack of micro machines has the has the seal of authenticity. That is that's crucial. Another crucial thing that I I want to rem- remind you guys about before I before I uh before I head out of here is hop on over on Facebook. Go to this this page that I like a lot. It's called a uh, Classic Wrestling Matches and Mags. Just type that into the search bar. It'll it'll take you right there. Give them a give them a thumbs up. They're a big big show patron. But even before. Even before they were doing us that favor, I was, I was into this. This is a, it's a page that specializes in what we used to call Mark Mags. Back in the day, they were, these were wrestling magazines that, that purported that the sport was real. And they, they would report on them like it was all, all in the up and up. I used to, I used to love these, man. I would go over to Sawyer's News and read them. I'd read them at the, at the Safeway. I would... I would, like, go through every single one. Back in the day, dude, these were, like, super popular. You would find three, maybe four different wrestling magazines at Safeway. You get Wrestling, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, The Wrestler, Inside Wrestling, and sometimes there were, like, these other, these other off-branded ones that you would, that you would see as well. But if you like that stuff, go to Classic Wrestling Matches and Mags, give them a big thumbs up, tell them Icy Robot sent you, and you will be... You'll be getting like a few cool pictures, a cool match or two every every single day of the week. It's great. There's no there's no reason for you not to give them a, a thumbs up. Just do it. And if you would uh, if you'd like to consider becoming a show patron as well, we we got something set up over at supportthereport.com. That is support supportthereport.com for as little as a dollar a month. You can help us out. You can help us out a ton. You can get some plugs on the show. I'll I'll be your best friend, and I'll be in I'll be an eternal dead. I'll I'll really appreciate it if you like what we do. And we hope that we hope that's the case. Consider hopping over to supportthereport.com. If you don't wanna if you don't wanna sign up for something like that, I get it. You could you could also help us out by going to iTunes, looking up IC Robots Radio, and leaving us leaving us a positive review. I will I'll read it here on the show, and I'll. I'll give you a big thumbs up, even though you won't, you won't see me doing it. So I think next week we are going to be back for another, another fun top five list where we're getting ready for Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park comes out the week after. So to get, to get warmed up for that, we're going to, we're going to do another top five. This one is going to be the top five dinosaurs of all the times. Everybody, everybody loves a dinosaur. Everybody as a kid was into dinosaurs. We're gonna, we're gonna rate them, dude, from five to one, one being the best. It's the opposite of the good old-fashioned Source Magazine mic meter. So until then, go and uh, share this episode with your pals. Tell at least, tell at least one other person out there how much fun you're having right now. And that'll, that'll do it as well. So until until next time for Iceberg, for Engineer Emily, for the Incident Pod B, for for Johnny Five and AB Silver, I guess. For all the all the moon rats out there, this is me, Icy Robot, signing off. If you don't know, now you know. Yeah, that's right. This jam is rated Cold Medina, man. That's right, Cold Medina.
We're in EFFECT, otherwise known as EFFECT. Know what I'm saying? This has been I See Robots Radio production. I See Robots Radio is a listener-supported in day R. If you like what we do and we make your day a little easier, please consider tossing a few bucks our way to help keep the life support running. All money collected goes to help us prepare for future space pirate attacks. Go on over to supportthereport.com for all the details. Thanks and have a great week. Everybody love everybody! Come on! KBHK TV 44, San Francisco, Oakland, San Jose, Bay Area Cable 12.